Hello and welcome to another episode of Adventure They Wrote's Short Rest. I am Jason, your producer, a.k.a. Max the Goblin Detective, and I am happy to be joined by the rest of the cast. It's all of us. Yeah, it's everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Jason. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, um, we have. we are just off of the back of episode three where we have introduced a brand new player into our game and uh, I wanted to talk to everybody uh, but um, especially to Fletch and to Sam about how we are able to roll in this new character and uh, talk to Sam a little bit about what Ledger's all about. So um, first of all, hi Sam, welcome to Adventure They Wrote. Hi, thank you. It's funny because we have actually recorded a whole bunch of episodes at this point. And so it's uh, it's funny doing a short rest where you're just now being introduced into the, the world to the listeners. Podcast time travel for us. It's great. I'm trying to put myself back into the mindset of, you know, where we were in that episode. And, <laughs> yeah. Now, at this point... We don't quite know. We don't find out what Ledger's class is, uh, like player class is, until much later in the season. So we won't spoil that here. But uh, Sam, how did you come up with this uh, character to fill out our noir-themed world? Well, Ledger's a bookkeeper. Um, so... You know, that's his, his class as we know it is uh, <laughs> he's someone that keeps track of paperwork. He keeps track of money and um, where he fits into the noir theme uh, is troubled past, gambles a lot, and uh, of course has a lot of mystery around sort of who he is and what he does and, and where he came from. And Fletch, uh, what was it like for both of you to, because uh, I know that you guys talked a lot before we started recording this season. Uh, how did you guys work together to make this fit within our little group? It, it was an interesting challenge um, because, you know, we've already had, we played with Chris all last season um, and I, I felt like we had really, you know, I've talked before about how the genesis of this podcast was sort of, you know, these ideas like we sat down for dinner um, a little over a year ago to talk about this um, just even as an idea. And, and it all just kind of started flowing. Talia thinking bard lounge singer. That's perfect. Goblin detective. That's great. Um, you know, this countess like the, the aristocracy and the every everyone kind of had this trope that I, I could really identify and, and almost pick characters out in movies. Uh, and so I, I figured it was going to be really difficult for Sam to find another one. I thought we were starting to get towards the end of available noir tropes. Uh, and so when he came back with the idea that, you know, he's a struggling semi-reformed criminal who is essentially a bookie, I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. That's fantastic. That's like, that. I, I can see that character. It feels so Chinatown. It feels so, you know, um, Maltese Falcon, like it, it, Casablanca, it fits. I can see it right away. Uh, and I wasn't expecting that. I thought we were going to have to kind of massage something in, but it, it, it was great. And it, it seemed like it came pretty naturally. Yeah, for me, I had listened to the whole first season, you know, the season was kind of wrapping up 
as uh, as we were talking about adding the character. And uh, I was really stuck at first because there is such diversity in the detective agency. There's so many different races and classes. It's like, well, what what am I, I going to do? You know, what am I going to do here? Um, and uh, I started to go kind of weird with some of the ideas that I had where it's like, okay, now I've got to pick this race that hasn't even shown up in Waterdeep uh, that we know of. And none of that was really working. Um, what helped me is actually, I just went to some noir and noir adjacent movies and, uh, the character of, uh, Chili Palmer really resonated with, um, with something that I could do, you know, as you know, somebody that is a, is a human and is kind of bland compared to the, the rest of, the, the cast, uh, but still is interesting in, in their behavior, not necessarily, you know, from a, like a race and class perspective. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I think it's super interesting, especially, you know, what we find out later in the season. Stay tuned, loyal listeners. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm really digging the way that it's all like coming together and how it's, it adds a really different, flavor from what we had with Chris's Gilly. And so like Fletch and maybe Kat, since you live with Chris, uh, <laughs> what is, what is Gilly up to while we are out chasing down a Jade jewel encrusted dragon? Well, Chris, the player is uh, caring for our five month old infant. <laughs> Um, but he hasn't actually confided in me uh, to let me know what Gilly is up to. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's a great question for Chris. I imagine uh, Gilly is on assignment. Um, we'll he's working deep, deep cover uh, on some sort of story. And um, I like it. Um, so Kat and Talia, how are you guys enjoying or um how how is this new wrinkle in our story? How is it affecting the way that you are looking at uh, how we go about solving our mysteries? Especially from a team tall perspective, right? Because indeed, you know, Gilly's gone now. Team Short is down to two. Yeah, and Team Tall is up to three. Wait a second. Wait, wait. <laughs> you don't count Hector as. Team Short. I know. Too. I was just gonna say Hector. I think it's balanced out now. <laughs> I think as soon as Hector goes out on an adventure with us, maybe he will count him as Team Tall. Right now, I would Max would consider Hector Team Mascot. The, the next time the Countess dons her pirate outfit, Hector may be coming with her. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> awesome. I think for Celine, um, she had like her character not interacting with other races as much as humans. Like, I think she's actually probably least interacted with humans other than like her jobs and things like where she's at a pub, you know, serving them or singing for them. So having somebody in the group, um, she's kind of learning like the personality and you know what what differences they have but also some of the similarities because you know being a tiefling she is 
half human, half demon. So I think she's starting to learn a little bit about like her identity without really realizing it. Most humans don't uh, take fleshy trophies from... Well, that's not the human side of her. And she's been doing that for a long time. I don't think most anybody does that. Well, in, in the Countess's I, defense, there's not a lot of flesh left. The Countess does not do that. She would need little vials. It's true. It's true. It's true. I think from the Countess's perspective, she's always been one who... Um, who understands that um, luck can change a person's uh, a person's life, and so when she sees someone like Ledger who's looking for a second chance, I think uh, she's a, she's a little bit more welcoming once she once she susses out that it's legitimate. Well, yeah, and I I feel like that's kind of what she saw in Max too. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's what she sees in most everyone. I, I mean, Doran is the exception here because he's like Boy Scout. <laughs> yes. Well, and uh, right. So with Doran being down one more team small, uh, how will you be? Um, I don't want to say compensating because I feel like that's the wrong vibe, but how will Doran be? Don't say that he's short. <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean, how, how we, how will Doran be making team small, even more formidable as we move in? And Cause we're, you know, like we're level four now. So well, same way he always does turning into giant things. <laughs> I like it. I, as, I am especially excited for the giant thing that you turned into at the episode, at the end of the episode that we just recorded. Cause that is going to be fantastic. <laughs> yes. That's going to be very fun. Um, Doran, Doran's excited about a new addition to the team because he just really likes everybody. Mm-hmm. And unless he turns into some sort of murderous murder man, he's probably going to like spoilers. Him. I was going to say Doran has kind of like a golden retriever vibe where he, he like, <laughs> Hey everyone, this is ledger. And Doran's response is sort of like, Oh my God, new best friend. <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially uh, his his pet bird, because now Doran has a new friend that only he gets to talk to. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I want to try to orchestrate. I want to try to orchestrate like a deep friendship between Doran and Hector, and I just I don't know if we're gonna have time to do that. There's so much going on this season, but if you level us up twice, then Doran can turn into that same parrot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hopefully, Dorn is less bitey than Hector is. Is that's that's really the, the friendship part of Hector involves uh, him taking a shot at you every now and then. <laughs> Dorn's gonna let Hector go and then pretend to be him. That's cover for him. Don't be gone too long. As long as he promises to come back. So, how do you guys? How do you? Uh, this is a question for everyone. How are you feeling about this season so far? It's really pretty cool that we're able to, well, Fletch is able to craft different a different sort of story based on the noir um, themes that we have going. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of shocking, like the transformations that the the characters are taking over time and, you know, like something that I feel like we've done even more so in this season is we we're starting to see a little bit of glimmer of um, backstory that we haven't in the past. Little things that may not necessarily be obvious to the listeners, but 
I think it's it's kind of building over time, giving you information about each of the characters, which I really like to see. I think uh, what I liked about what I'm liking about this one compared to the first one uh, is the first one had very specific parameters. This guy died. We know these people are involved in it. Let's go get it. Whereas now it's like there's this object that's been stolen. What are we going to do? And we have to go on more of an investigation, it seems like to me, than just hitting notes. Yeah. And we have cases within cases. I agree with that. (laughs) Brad, I'm really glad you said that because that was actually, and and I'm glad Talia, you said the thing about the backstory too, because those are, those are two very conscious decisions on my part uh, to sort of like, I, I didn't go into season one thinking this is a warm up for us, but that's almost what it sort of ended up being uh, like those restrictive parameters kind of helped us figure out who these characters were and helped me figure out how to tell a story like this. And then with this one, I didn't, when, when we started deep trouble, I had everything mapped out. I had, I had modules that we never really got into places that you could have gone that we didn't explore and that sort of thing. Um, but with this one, I don't have it as mapped out. I have sort of kind of a, an outline, um, you know, and I think, uh, an example of that, Jason, as a quick aside, the perfume episode isn't out by now, is it? Or was that episode? That was episode two. Yeah, two. That's right. So a quick example of that is the perfume episode. I never expected you guys to latch on to the the scent so much and, and consider going to investigate a perfumery. So that was all kind of off the top of my head, figuring out to, you know, put a perfume shop there and, and finding the right scent and having that lead in a, in a certain direction. And what I've learned to do <clears throat> from that outline perspective is try to find ways to connect different beats and sometimes it's tough uh but i think that's what makes it that's that that's what makes these makes these kinds of stories more dynamic um and a lot more challenging uh too so i'm I'm glad you called that stuff out that makes me happy yeah yeah i for me i just I like playing with this group. Like we have such a really cool dynamic and I, you know, I would play in this game whether we were recording it or not. And I know that we have said this uh, to ourselves and mm-hmm. you know, like a- amongst ourselves, but I don't know that we've ever said it in a recording. But yeah, like I would, I would play in this D&D game whether we were doing it as a podcast or not because it, I, I love it. I feel like it's, it's so much fun mm-hmm. and uh, we don't have combat every time, but that's kind of what makes it cool because we're, you know, we're solving mysteries. Yeah. And uh, I dig it. So, and I hope that everybody else digs it too yeah i love i love the role role play aspect of it jason uh this new guy seems kind of bookish do you think could be like okay in combat (laughs) (laughs) i i see what you're doing there (laughs) and i like it um yes i guess you'll just have to wait and find out (laughs) dun 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 um but yeah, I, man, I, I just, I really love playing with you guys and I'm glad that we get to talk about it um, <laughs> yes. officially in an episode of our short rest. <laughs> and uh, with that, I'm going to, I'm going to call it good because we've been talking for a couple minutes and uh, uh, I, you know, I, I like these short rests to be actual short rests. And uh, 
So thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, stay tuned for episode number four because uh, things get real weird real fast. <laughs> <laughs>